Hey, this is Jeremy Rinke. I'm the pastor at Harvest Christian Fellowship in North Platte, Nebraska, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you today for joining us. I hope this encourages you, strengthens you, and blesses you. Enjoy the message. And in this sermon series, what we've been doing uh, over the last few weeks is we've been just looking at what the, the good news of our faith is, is all about. You know, for, for so many people, uh, they've never heard this good news, which is kind of amazing to think about in this, this Christian nation that we, we supposedly live in. But there's a lot of people that have never heard this good or there's good news. And, and there's many others that maybe just don't fully understand uh, the good news of the, what the Christian faith is all about. And this morning, I, I'm excited to, to just be, be sharing that with you, and I want to continue, because here's the deal. Like, I believe that it's the good news of our faith that is the only hope for people's lives. The, the good news of our faith is the only hope for, for our nation. It, it is this good news that will change people's lives. You know, our theme verse for this series is Colossians 1.6. It says this. It says, the same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It's bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it has changed your life from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. You know, this morning, I know that this good news has forever impacted, has forever changed my life. And my prayer for you today is that this same good news would forever impact and change your life and the lives of so many as well. Just a, a quick review. Uh, we began this, this series by, by looking at the, the story of creation in Genesis chapter 1. And in the story of creation, we, we saw God in six days. He, he creates everything. God, he creates the heavens and the earth. God, he creates the, the sun and the, the moon and the stars. He, he creates the land, the waters. He creates the trees, the plants, the flowers, the birds, all, all the animals. God, he, he creates everything in, in six days. And the last thing that God, he, he created in those six days was man and woman. God, he created human beings in his image. And God, the reason why God created human beings was so that he could have a relationship with them. You see, out of all of the things that God created, it's only us, you and me, that could have a relationship with him. And because of that, we are God's favorite creation. We are the most loved by God. We are the most valued by God. And we are most thought about by God. We really are. We are God's favorite. And so it's so important that we always remember this, that none of us, we're, we're not accidents, we're, we're not mistakes, but we were created by God for a purpose. And that purpose was to have a relationship with him. Well, because God created us in his image, that means that God, he created us with a, a free will. You know, God, he didn't create us as robots. He didn't program us. But God, he gave us a free will. And the reason why is because he wanted us to choose to have a relationship with him. God wanted us to choose to, to, to love him back. God wanted us to choose to, to want to obey him and to, to, to follow him. 
And so the second week of this series, we, we saw how, how Adam and Eve, the first two people that God created, they, they were tempted and they were deceived by, by the devil. And as a result, they, they ate of this piece of this fruit in the middle of the garden that God told them not to. Well, after Adam and Eve sinned, they immediately, they felt guilt and they felt shame. Like they knew what they, they did was wrong. And as a result of, of, of sin, when God came to them the next day and he wanted to, to talk to them, it says that Adam and Eve, they, they hid from God they, because they, they knew they were naked. They were ashamed. They're like, we're, we're out of here. And so we saw that, that there was a problem with sin, right? And, and the problem with sin was sin, it, it separated us from God. Sin caused this relationship, this perfect relationship that God wanted us to have with him, it it became broken because of sin. And and so the first problem with sin is that we became separated from God. Our our relationship with God became broken. But not only that, man, sin caused just a horrible mess, right? Because of sin, pain and and suffering came into the world. You know, all the time people say, well, why why is there so much pain? Why why is there so much suffering in the world today? Well, the answer is simple. It's because of sin. Because of sin, pain and suffering entered the world, and and we we live in a fallen world, and and, and bad things happen. So if you ever want to know why bad things happen, it's because of sin. But not only did bad things happen, not only is there pain and suffering, but there's also now death. We grow old, our bodies fail us, and eventually we, we die. And, and so sin caused all these problems, sin caused this, this huge mess, right? But God had a plan. God had a plan to fix this, this mess that we found ourselves in because of, of sin. And that plan had a name, right? And what was his name? That plan was, was Jesus. And, and so God in his, his great love for us sent his only son, Jesus, to come into this world and to, to die on a cross for us so that he could save us from this mess that we find ourselves in. And so Jesus, man, the perfect son of God, gave his life as a sacrifice to pay the price for your sin and for my sin so that we could be saved. And because Jesus died on that cross, man, we can be forgiven of all of our sins, past sins, future sins, present sins. He paid for them all. Man, because of what Jesus did on that cross, we can be forgiven of all of our sins. And because we've been forgiven of all our, all our sins, we can now enjoy a relationship with God again. That, that cross, man, it was a bridge for us to get back to God. And now we can have a relationship with him. We can come boldly and confidently to God. We can come into his presence whenever we want. And we can have a relationship with our creator. Why? Because of what Jesus did for us on that, that cross. Man, aren't you thankful for the cross today? But you know what? This good news, it wouldn't be good news if it ended with Jesus dying on a cross and being buried in a tomb. You know, in fact, the the Apostle Paul, he, he tells us that if Jesus, that if he remained dead, that our faith would be meaningless. 
that all of this, it, it would be useless. This is what he said in 1 Corinthians 15, 14. It says, and if Christ had not been raised, then our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. And, and so if Jesus would have remained in a grave, this would all be meaningless. It would all be useless. But you know what? The good news is that this isn't all meaningless, is it? Because the good news is, is that not only did Jesus die, but three days later, Jesus, he rose from the dead. Let's read this this morning. It's found in Luke 24, verses 35 through 48. It says this. It says, then, then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus appeared to them as they were walking along the road and, and how they had recognized him as he was breaking bread. And just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself was, was suddenly standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. But the whole group, they were, they were startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. Why are you frightened, he asked. Why, why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look, look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can see that it's really me. Touch me and, and make sure that I'm not a ghost because ghosts don't have bodies, as you see that I do. As he speak, Jesus, he showed them his hands and his feet. Still, they, they stood in, in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. And, and then he asked them, he said, do you have anything to eat? Then they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he ate it as they watched. Then he said, when I was with you before, I, I told you that everything about me, written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms, they must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes, it is written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead and on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in all authority of his name and to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. Yes, you are witness to all these things. You know, again, I, I can't even begin to, to just imagine how, how, how sad how depressed, how, how hopeless these disciples were. As they, they watched Jesus, this man they had put all their faith and all their hope and die a, a very gruesome and a very painful death on the cross. They, they had to have felt just so disappointed. All had to have seemed as if it was all lost as here they were now sitting in this room trying to, to figure out what was next for their lives. Well, just a few days after witnessing Jesus die this, this painful and gruesome death on a cross, here, here they were, they're, they're sitting in this, this room, and, and as they're, they're sitting in this room full of sorrow, full of, full of fear, and wondering what was next for their lives, all of a sudden, Jesus, he just appears. There, there he was. And, and when they first, when they, they saw Jesus, they, they, they doubted. Like they, they seriously, they, they, they did not believe that it was really him. But after some time of, of talking with Jesus, after seeing the holes in his hands and his feet, after watching Jesus eat some, some, some fish, they were convinced that it was really him. And in fact, Jesus, he was alive. And because Jesus was alive, their lives were never the same. And today, because Jesus is alive, man, the same goes for us. Man, our lives are never the same. This world is never the same. And this is the, the good news of our faith. 
that not only did Jesus die, but three days later, he rose from the grave. And this morning, what I want to do is I want to share with you why this is so important, why the resurrection is so important to our faith. I know it's not Easter, but this is still important even today, right? And so the number one, there's an outline in your bulletin. I want you to write this down. The first reason why the resurrection is important, number one, is it proves the truth of Christianity. It proves the, the truth of, of Christianity. You know, another question a couple uh, college students asked me when they were interviewing me uh, a couple months back is they said, what, what, what separates Christianity from, from all other religions? And I, I, I told them this. I said, the answer is actually very simple. You know, all other religions, their, their, their leaders, their founder, their, their savior, he, 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 he died and is still dead and is in a grave somewhere. But after Jesus died, he rose again and he's alive today. And that is so important because what it does is it proves to us that Jesus was who he said he was. And that is the, the son of God. Jesus rising from the dead proves to us that Jesus was who he said he was, but it also fulfills what he said he was going to do. You know, Jesus said this in, in Mark 9, 31. He said, the son of man is going to be betrayed in the hands of his enemies. He will be killed, but three days later, he will rise from the dead. And, and so if Jesus, if he wouldn't have rose from the dead, what would that have made him? It would have made him a liar, wouldn't have? It, it would have made Jesus a liar. And if Jesus lied about that, what else did he lie about, Right? It would have totally discredited everything that Jesus had said and had taught. But because Jesus, not only did he die, but because he rose again, again, it proves that he was who he said he was. And it gives us confidence to, to know that everything that he said and that he taught is truth, right? And, and this is so important because in John 14, 6, Jesus said this. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, because Jesus rose from the dead, it proves to us that Christianity is truth, and it confirms to us that Jesus was who he said he was, that he is the only way to God, which that is controversial today, right? But it proves to us that Jesus, he is the only way to God, that he is the absolute truth, that everything he said is truth and it goes. And it proves to us that Jesus, he is the only one who can give us life. And, and so if you ever have doubts whether or not Christianity is true, all you have to do is look no further than to the resurrection of Jesus. Because that simple truth and that fact, man, it gives us the faith. It gives us the confidence to know, man, that Christianity, man, it's real. Man, that it's right, that it's, that it's true. And so number one, the first thing the resurrection means for us is it proves the truth of, of Christianity. The second thing, the resurrection, why it's important is because it shows us that God's power is limitless. It, it shows us that God's power is, is limitless. You see, again, Jesus, he, he didn't just die a, a normal death, right? Jesus, he was, he was beaten. Jesus, he was tortured. Jesus, he was, he was crushed. 
And for the disciples, they, they witnessed all of this, right? And, and in their minds, they thought, there is absolutely no way that this, this man, he could ever come back to life again after going through all that. That's what I would have thought. That's why the disciples, that, that's why they doubted, right? That's why they couldn't believe when Jesus, he appeared in that, that room. Man, there was, there was no way possible that Jesus could come back to life after going through what he went through. But again, the, the good news is that God's power isn't, is, isn't limited, right? God's power is limitless. God's power raised Jesus from the dead. It says in Romans 6, 4, it says, And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. What raised Jesus from the dead? It was God's glorious, unlimitless power. And it was because God raised Jesus from the dead. You know what that shows us and it means for us today? That God's power is available for, to each and every one of us. And that is like my prayer for the church. It's my, my prayer for us as Christians is that we would stop limiting what God can do. Man, I pray that we would stop limiting God's power in our lives. I pray that we would stop limiting God's power to, to, to do something great in our nation. Man, for so many Christians, they've given up on America. They've given up on our nation. All is lost. All is hopeless. No, it's not. You know why? Because the same power that raised Christ from the dead, it's available to us today. And just as that power, just as it, just as that power raised Christ from the dead, man, that power can be at work in your life. That power can be at work in my life. That power can be at work in our nation today. You know, the Apostle Paul, he, he, he prayed this prayer over the church of Ephesus, and I love this prayer. He, he prayed this over him, and it's my prayer for us this morning. He said this, he said, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly places. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also the world to come. And so I just want you to know this morning that that same limitless power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead is available to do miracles in our lives and in our nation today. That that same power that, that God used to raise Jesus from the dead, man, it can do impossible things. It can do impossible things in our lives today. And that's like, man, that's my prayer. God, I pray today, I pray this morning, God, that, that your church, that our nation, God, would see, God, your limitless power, God, at work. Man, I, I pray that just as those disciples, man, as they saw Jesus in that room, they were shocked. They, 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 they stood just in amazement that God's power could raise Jesus from the dead. Man, I pray today that we would be shocked, that we would be amazed at God's power today, amen? Amen, and so that's the second reason. The third reason why the resurrection is important is because the resurrection, it gives us eternal life. You know, I shared with you in this series in the very beginning, man, God's intention, God's intention for us was for us to, to live forever, 
Man, God's intention was for everything to be perfect. His intention was for there to be no pain, to be no suffering, to be no, no death. And the good news today is that because Jesus died and because Jesus rose again, one day we will also rise again. And for those that have put their faith in Jesus, they will be reunited with God forever and will live with him forever. A couple of verses. 1 Corinthians 4.14, it says this. It says, and we know that God, who raised the Lord Jesus, will also raise with Jesus, us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. And then 1 Thessalonians 4.14, it says, For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have also died. This is good news, church. You see, one day, probably very soon, man, everything's going to return full circle. Everything's going to return full circle. Everything's going to be back how God intended it for it to be at the very beginning. Man, we are going to rise again, and we are going to be reunited with God. And you know what's going to be so amazing that day when we're reunited with God, when we get to go to heaven? Man, everything's going to be perfect again. That's going to be a good day, huh, Frank? <laughs> it's going to be a good day. Everything's going to be perfect again. And you know what? Everything's going to be perfect again. There's not going to be any more pain. There's not going to be any more suffering. There's not going to be any more death. That's going to be a good day. You know, the Bible tells us in Revelation 21, 3 through 4, it says, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death nor sorrow or crying or pain. All of these things will be gone how long? Forever. Forever. I don't know about you this morning, but I can't wait. I, I can't wait for that day. Man, when we are reunited with God forever, and that day when there is no more pain, no more suffering, and no more death, because they're going to be gone forever. You see, this morning as Christians, we really can we, we, we can live our lives with, with so much hope. We, we can live our lives here on earth with so much joy. No matter what we go through, no matter what we experience, no matter what is happen, happening, because we know this world, it's not our home, is it? This world is not our home. Man, we're, we're just passing through. You see, because Jesus died and because Jesus rose again, Man, we are also going to rise again one day. And we're going to get to spend all of eternity in this perfect place with our creator. We're going to get to experience the beauty and the perfection of, of heaven. We're going to get to spend all of eternity again with this God who is madly in love with us. This God who, who values us. This, this God who, who, who thinks about us all the time. Everything is going to be perfect again. Everything is going to be how God intended it for it to be. And you know why? Because Jesus, not only did he die, 
but because he rose again. As Christians, this is the good news of our faith. And no matter how bad things get here on earth, we must never forget. We must never forget, man, the good news of our faith. We must never forget. We must never forget, man, that Jesus, he died for us and he rose again. And that's why as Christians, we have this good news inside of us. And we should live our lives here on earth, man, a lot with a lot more hope than we, we act like we have, right? I said this last week, it, it, it bothers me so much. So many Christians, they look like they're so depressed, they're so sad, they look like their life is miserable. I'm like, come on. We have the good news of Jesus on the inside of us. Man, Jesus, he died and he rose again. And because of that, one day, man, everything's gonna be made perfect again. And so we got to remember, church, this good news. We can't let, man, all the things of this world distract us and get us down. But we must let this good news, man, be the focus, man, of our lives. And not only our lives, but it's so important that we share it with others. Man, church, people need Jesus. Man, people today need Jesus. And I just want to encourage you to share Jesus with people. Share this good news with people. Man, your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends, they need Jesus. They need this, this good news. And I pray this morning that we would do what Jesus told us to do, and that's to go. He said, go. Go out and all, to all the world and share this good news with everyone, everywhere. And so may we do that today. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? You know, I think I'm going to start a, a new sermon series next week called Hungry. And I, I really do my, my prayer, my prayer for myself, my prayer for us as a church that, is that, that we would just become hungry again, hungry, hungry for God, hungry to, to share this, this good news with, with people because it is, it's this good news that will, will change the world. It's this good news that will, will change people's lives forever. And, and I know this morning that maybe for some of you here today, man, and you may have been here the last four weeks, and, and as you've heard the, these messages, maybe your eyes have just been open to, 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 to see and to understand what this, this good news is all about. And, and you may be here today, and, and you need God to, to save you. You need God to, to save you from your sins. You need to have a relationship with your Creator. Man, you want to know, have this confidence, this assurance of eternal life. And today, if you're here and, and you need this and you want all of this, man, I want you to know that it simply happens by putting your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for you on that cross. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians 2.8, it says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not for yourselves. It is a gift from God. And so if you're here today, and you want to put your faith in Jesus, and you want to receive this free gift of salvation, man, if that's you this morning, I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer with me. Would you all pray this with me this morning? Say, God, I thank you today for your amazing grace and for sending your son, Jesus Christ, 
to die on the cross just for me. And so Jesus, right now, I'm making a decision to put my faith in only you. Jesus, today, I confess you as a Savior and the Lord of my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me for the first time, I want you to know that I'm so excited for you because I know that your life will never, ever be the same. I also want to encourage you to tell someone about the decision you made today. And then I want you to find a good Bible-believing church that will help you grow in your faith. I want to thank you all for listening to our podcast today. May God bless you and may his face shine upon you.